Hello everyone, welcome back to Capes and Japes, where we talk about comics. That's what we do. I didn't have anything fun to mention in the intro, I'm just letting you all know that this is a podcast where we talk about comic books. And because it is a podcast, you can't see me nodding and pointing at my microphone like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, correct, correct. Yep, 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 this is what we yep. do. Um, so, we've spent the past several weeks largely talking about some very weird characters. Um, Are we just going to talk about a normal guy? I thought it would be nice to talk about a normal guy, um, such as uh, Perry White, who a uh, friend of the show, Pav, uh, suggested we do a long time ago. And you know what? I think I think we should just genuinely yesterday I was writing notes for an episode about Shade the Changing Man because I was like we should probably do Shade the Changing Man and then I was looking at my notes and I was like we've done so much weird stuff I don't want to talk about this <laughs> I need a break from something weird let's talk about a normal man um so we're going to talk about uh Superman's boss, Perry White, or as he was known in the one shot that came out this past summer, uh, Superman's best friend, Jimmy Olsen's boss, Perry White. <laughs> uh, normal, regular man. So, um, most people probably know, but just, uh, basic story, Perry White is the editor-in-chief of the Daily Planet. So he is Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen's boss. Um, sort of the... <laughs> sort of like the the lawful equivalent to the chaos of J. Jonah Jameson in Marvel. Um, Perry White is actually a pretty good boss. Um, he's like a little... Kind of like a, a crotchety old man sometimes as he's portrayed, but he likes his job and he likes his employees and he cares about reporting. Um, and he does not think Superman is public enemy number one. Um, so the two, the two kind of, uh, ends of the spectrum in terms of, uh, comic book characters who have newspaper editors as a boss. Um, initially, in the uh, very early days of Superman, the, f the first appearance, Action Comics number one, 1938, the first appearance of Superman. Um, hold on one second. For the record, we're having a problem with our shower. At some point, I might have to stop if the landlord comes by but I think he's probably just going to, <laughs> if he comes, just to come in and take a look at it. Um, anyways. Well, maybe your landlord will be interesting about learning about Perry White. <laughs> yeah, maybe he'd like, maybe he'd like to hear some, some Perry White facts. Um, so in the, uh, very first appearance of Superman, um, the newspaper was called, uh, The Daily Star. Um, and the editor, um, who gave Clark Kent his job 
was named George Taylor, um, who, like, uh, like, Clark convinced, I think at first he, like, didn't want to hire Clark, and then Clark, like, managed to convince him by, like, phoning in this story that was, you know, a crime that Superman had helped to stop. Um, so he was like, wow, you got a lot of details on this story. <laughs> Great job. And, uh, George Taylor, in a lot of ways, was pretty, um, similar to Perry White. He was, like, you know, uh, a little short-tempered. Um, he tended to kind of, like, shout and storm around the office a lot. Uh, but he still, you know, cared about good reporting and putting out a good paper. Um, and for the most part, he cared about his employees. He was, apparently... <laughs> extremely sexist towards Lois, but I don't know if that's supposed to be, like, you shouldn't like this guy because he's sexist, or if it's supposed to be, like, it's 1938 and it's just kind of like that. <laughs> this is just the way that it is. This is just, uh, sort of the way that things are. So, uh, George Taylor sort of becomes Perry White, uh, because... Very shortly after Superman first shows up and uh, explodes in popularity, um, there's a radio show, a radio serial called The Adventures of Superman that ran, like, starting in 1940, I think, like, for at least 10 years, that also became very popular, that, you know, focused on the various adventures of Superman in radio form. Um, and Perry White, in this version, was the name of the editor, um, of the, I think they called it the Daily Planet in the radio show, um, and that's why they ended up, uh, changing it in the comics, um, so it was Perry White and the Daily Planet, but otherwise, like, a lot of the details stayed the same. Um, you know, the personality was pretty similar to George Taylor in the comics. Um, the newspaper was basically the same. It just had, like, a one-word change. Um, I think the, uh, the radio serial also introduced Perry White's catchphrases. Um, which are, he, he loves, he loves to yell, Great Caesar's Ghost. <laughs> um, and he loves to tell people to not call him Chief. Um, which has been, uh, referenced and parodied in a lot of wildly different forms since 1940. Um, and then due to the popularity of the radio show, um, they changed the name of the, uh, comic book in, um, they changed the name of the newspaper in the comic book to the Daily Planet. Um, and they have, uh, George Taylor replaced, um, by, uh, Perry White, which I think, um, I think they, they've explained it, like, a couple, 
different ways at like a couple different points. Um, I think it's like supposed to be like, oh, George Taylor, uh, like retired and, uh, this new editor has the job who's in most ways functionally the same as the old editor. Um, ain't that always the way? Uh, Perry may or may not be less sexist. Definitely as comics have gone on. Um, Perry has not, uh, not been as blatantly sexist as George Taylor was when he, um, when he was introduced. Um, Perry and Lois have, like, a, a a very interesting relationship, I feel like, given, like, they've worked together for such a long time, and they're both, like, pretty kind of, like, stubborn and occasionally hot-headed people, um, so sometimes they will really, really, really strongly butt heads, and then, uh, other times they are, like an unstoppable journalism force, um, which I think is very fun. And then also I think it's extra fun when you have Clark there, um, who is, like, much more kind of even-tempered, um, and cares about both of them, but does also usually agree with Lois. White, beloved wife guy, Clark Kent. <laughs> so, uh... In the Silver Age, when they introduce the, like, uh, concept of Earth 2 and establish that, like, all the Golden Age superheroes exist on Earth 2 as, like, the Justice Society, uh, and all the Golden Age stories happened on Earth 2, um, they, like, establish that on that Earth, uh, George Taylor was the editor of the, the Daily Planet for longer. Um, no, they kept it, they kept it the Daily Star. He was the editor of the Daily Star for longer. And then Perry did eventually, uh, was introduced, I think, as, like, a senior reporter. He, like, almost took over, like, uh, the, the editor job, and then George Taylor had, like, a contest to see, like, between, like, uh, Perry and Clark, like, which of them was the better reporter, um, and it was Perry, and then George Taylor was like, well, good job, but that means I'm not giving you the editor's job, because I think you should keep being a reporter, <laughs> because you're so good at it. Um, there's been, like, definitely a few recurring elements in, like, a few different versions of, like, uh, Perry kind of being, like, more interested in, like, the actual reporting part. Um, it's, like, he, in the radio serial, they talk about how he, like, went to law school, and then he didn't want to be a lawyer because he wanted to be a journalist. Um, and he, like, sometimes complains about it. He's like, I gotta do all this freaking editor paperwork instead of being out there in the field. <laughs> um... But, I mean, he is he is good at his job, unfortunately for him. So, uh, yeah. And then, then they, eventually they make it canon that a lot of confusing things happen. Eventually they make it canon on the main Earth that, uh, yes, George Taylor existed and was the editor before Perry White. And then George Taylor retired and Perry took over. 
Um, and then after Crisis on Infinite Earths, they um, make it so that the Daily Planet and the Daily Star both exist and are rival newspapers, and George Taylor is the editor of the Daily Star at the same time that Perry White is the editor of the Daily Planet. Um, so that's, uh, that's fun. Um, they've, like, done also, like, a couple different, um, backstories, uh, for Perry before Crisis. They, uh, established that he won, um, the, I think a Pulitzer Prize, um, for an interview he did with, uh, young Clark as, uh, when he was Superboy, um, when they were doing the stories about teen, teen Clark Kent running around being Superboy. Um, so they established that he, like, at some point interviewed uh Superboy and then uh sort of followed Superman's career when he went from uh Smallville to Metropolis. Um also apparently they introduce an element like just before Crisis that he's like possibly like suffering from dementia. Um and then I don't know if that comes up again after Crisis, because after oh. Crisis, they change a bunch of things. Um, he seems fine now. So <laughs> that's um, after after Crisis, um, you know, as we've talked about, a bunch of characters get their origin stories kind of rewritten to line up with like the new continuity. Um, and when... John Byrne, um, wrote Man of Steel, which was the kind of, like, rebooted Superman origin story, um, and then he also wrote some, like, ongoing Superman comics after that, um, he came up with kind of a new, more developed, uh, backstory for Perry, um, where he, uh, was born in Metropolis, his family was poor, um, his, uh, dad was, like, a, uh, soldier who was, like, ended up missing in action, um, he started out, uh, working at the Daily Planet as, like, like a, you know, errand, like, copy mailroom boy, um, which is, like, one kind of different element because in pre-crisis they established that he worked at like a bunch of like different newspapers before like the daily planet um including in gotham i think and then post-crisis it's like nope this has been his whole life <laughs> no no paper no. he lives and breathes for the daily planet <laughs> which i i do think i mean on the one hand it's like there's probably not a lot of people in real life who work for w one single newspaper for their entire lives. Um, but also, it, it it does explain why he's so passionate about it. Um, it also introduces this thing that I, like, 
extremely love um, that has since gone away, and I'm very sad about it, um, where he and Lex Luthor go to school together as kids and are friends. That is very good. I really, really like that. Um, he, I think there, like, in, you know, different explanations of this, there have been, like, different kind of levels of, like, how well they knew each other. It's, like, there's, like, one story where Perry's, like, oh, yeah, I was, like, Lex's only friend. And then I think some others where it's, like, I mean, they, you know, they knew each other. They were, they were friendly. It's fine. Um, obviously, um, they, uh, end up kind of growing apart due to their extremely uh diverging lives and careers where Lex uh you know takes control of uh LexCorp um he tries to like buy the Daily Planet and like uh incorporate it into his kind of like media offerings um and Perry is able to, uh, find somebody else to buy it and, like, save the newspaper from getting, you know, a Lex Luthor corporatized. But they're like, okay, but you have to be the editor if I buy it. And Perry's like, god damn it. I want to be a reporter, but fine. So it, uh, kicks off kind of a, uh... I mean, probably kind of a one-sided feud between Perry and Lex, because I don't think Lex cares as much about what Perry is doing as he does about what Superman is doing. <laughs> um, which, like, obviously makes sense for your supervillain. Um, but Perry does really hate Lex. Um, as he should. And he's should he's valid and like because um the daily planet is one of the only news sources that lex doesn't own and because perry hates lex it's one of the like only like newspapers in metropolis that like openly publishes stuff about how much lex sucks and is evil which is uh delightful um i think they also have um when he was, like, uh, Perry was starting out, um, in his career, um, he befriends Franklin Stern, um, who is the guy who he eventually, uh, contacts to ask to buy the Daily Planet, so Lex won't have it, um, and there, like, the St Franklin Stern is a, uh, a black man. He might have an eye patch. He's like very cool. Um <laughs> and he like he met Perry because Perry was uh investigating like this series of like racial hate crimes in the south. Um and uh Franklin talked to him about it and ha I think had like maybe lost a a family member. Um and they started out kind of uh disagreeing about some things and then you know eventually Perry learned a lot about you know race and justice and they helped each other out and they became friends and then <laughs> Franklin Stern bought the Daily Planet he 
I don't think he still owns it because there was a whole whole thing not too long ago where it was like Lex uh Lex's multiple schemes came to fruition and he did end up buying it and then um Lois was able to like uh counter scheme with Bruce Wayne um in order to buy it back um let's get our very very rich friend who also hates Lex Luthor in on this yeah let's let's give um you know billionaire philanthropist Bruce Wayne um all he does is uh get drunk and party and give a bunch of tv interviews about how Lex Luthor sucks um he'll probably buy this so Bruce Wayne definitely owned it, at least for a little bit. I have no idea who does now, because, you know, there, I think, have been multiple reboots since that happened. Um, somebody tell me, tell me who owns... If it's still Bruce, that will be pretty funny. <laughs> um, it would be... I mean, I think it especially would be funny if, like... If, like, Bruce and Clark were, like, doing, like, Batman and Superman stuff together, um, and... Bruce tried to tell Clark to do something, and Clark was like, no, I, uh, I'm i going to do this instead. And Bruce was like, I'm your boss. <laughs> that would be funny. Um, you forget that I do sign off on your paychecks. You know that, right? You remember? <laughs> um, he, um, he also... Oh, another reason that Perry... <laughs> That Perry hates Lex Luthor is because Lex, Lex Luthor does fuck his wife. Oh. Um, Lex Luthor does, um, it's not his, uh, it's, his wife, it is, it's not her fault. She was misled. Um, Perry was, like, overseas, um, like, doing, like, combat reporting um and uh Lex <laughs> approached his wife Alice and was like Perry died <laughs> and she's like oh no and I don't know what the exact timeline is but they do end up having sex and then Perry comes back and she gets pregnant um and then Perry comes back and is like I didn't die and she's like oh geez um but uh they, uh... It's like, have I'm, I'm glad you moved on from my, uh, apparent death, but did it have to be Lex Luthor? <laughs> worst man I know, Lex Luthor. Worst, worst guy there is. Does it... Just the worst guy you could think of. Have to be Lexus Luthor. <laughs> Lextifer Luthor. Lexington Lutherton. <laughs> um... But he does, um, they, uh, they, they name their son Jerry, which I do, I do hate Jerry and Perry. Um, should have been Larry. Just a perfect mix of Lex and Perry. (laughs) (laughs) That sucks. Thank you. This is our son Larry. I didn't know which dad to name him after. <laughs> you could have just named him after neither of them, but that's fine. Um he um he he does like, you know, raise 
Jerry. He's not, uh... <laughs> he doesn't, like, disown him for being Lex's child or anything. Well, no, of course not. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jerry, uh, dies... I think it, it's, like, after, like... It's within, like, Superman canon, so it's, like, after, like, Lois and Clark have, like, been working at the Daily Planet, he's, like, I think maybe a teen. He's, like, young-ish, um, and he dies in, like, some kind of, like, like, a break- it's, it's, like, it's- I don't think it's a supervillain thing. I think it's just he kind of, like, wrong place, wrong time situation, um, well, at least he didn't and, turn into, like, a space werewolf, like yeah. other notable newspapermen's sons. Yeah, exactly. That's another difference um, between Perry White and other most famous comic book editor J. Jonah Jameson, is that um, Perry White's son is a uh, normal boy who tragically dies, and J. Jonah Jameson's son is a space werewolf. <laughs> Um, later on, uh, Perry and Alice, um, uh, end up adopting a child, um, named, uh, Keith, who's like a, uh, a young black kid who I think was, uh, introduced in Superman prior to this as, like, a kid that, um, Superman rescued from some uh aliens trying to invade metropolis um and he shows up um he shows up a couple of times after that um he's like uh in an orphanage uh and then Alice and, and Perry meet him and decide to adopt him um, and he, I also am not sure if he's still canon either. Um, I, I hope he is, because I think that's, like, nice. But, um, in the time that he's canon, um, however long that may be, uh, you know, Perry is, like, cares about him a lot, and he's, uh, a good dad. Um, he's had cancer previously um i think lung cancer because he smokes a lot this is an important lesson to everybody which uh he ended up going into a remission um that whole thing happens where uh bruce wayne buys the paper um in like the early 2000s um there's a Superman miniseries called, uh, Superman Birthright, um, wit written by Mark Wade, which, um, like, re, re, rewrites Superman's origin story, like, kind of rebooting it from, uh, the Man of Steel post-crisis version. Um, and then, like, six years after that, they re-re-reboot it. Um, with, uh, Jeff Johns' Superman Secret Origin. Um, and one of, um, one of the things that's established in that, um, 
is that I think they um they take out the element of uh like Perry and uh Lex knowing each other as kids because um they establish that Lex like Smallville CW style like Lex actually like grew up in Smallville for a little bit and like knew Superman um like which I I get because it's like you know if you're gonna have your main villain have like a childhood connection to somebody it makes sense that it would be your protagonist but also I do think it's kind of a very I mean as I'm went over earlier. I think it's a very fun element of Perry's character that he and Lex used to be friends, and now he hates Lex's fucking guts. For completely unrelated reasons to the villainy. It's great. Yeah, it's 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 really delightful. Just like, oh, I hate Lex Luthor. Oh, why? Because of his, you know, policies, his business practices, etc, etc, etc. No. He told my wife I was dead. <laughs> Got her pregnant. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Yeah. He did- I mean, that is that is a reason to hate somebody, probably. It's like, uh, okay, why did he do that? I don't know. He just really wanted to fuck my wife, I guess. He's just a, he's just a bastard. Just a bastard man. Um, so they take, they take that out, uh, which is sad. And now I, I truly don't know what the status is on um a lot of things uh re Perry White because of all of the freaking reboots and it's like he's like a constant presence obviously in Superman comics but it's like there's like not always enough of a presence that they're gonna be like what's going on in Perry's life and also what is his backstory um I guess I should maybe read that, uh, the one shot that came out a couple months ago, um, and see if it tells me anything, and then try and figure out if that's canon, because I also don't know if the <laughs> Matt Fraction Jimmy Olsen story is in fact canon. So what Jimmy can you Olsen, do? uh, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen's boss, Perry White. Number exactly. one. Um, a very easy title to find. <laughs> yes. Um, there's also, um, you know, as, as with a lot of recurring characters, um, in the Superman mythos, there is, uh, the ongoing question, does Perry know that Clark is Superman? Um, sometimes. And sometimes, uh, it is, it's irrelevant now, because as of, like, Two or three years ago, everyone knows that Clark is Superman because when Bendis took over Superman, he had him reveal his secret identity to everybody. Um, he did reveal it to Perry uh, separately, like prior to that, um, in a it's uh, actually like kind of a, a a sweet scene. It's just like no like series of panels no dialogue, just, like, through the window of Perry's office, like, Clark comes in, they, like, talk for a little bit, Clark, like, uh, like, pulls his shirt open to show, like, the Superman costume underneath, um, and then Perry hugs him, 
uh, which is very sweet, but like, there's no, you know, dialogue to indicate like Perry going like, oh, I knew the whole time or anything like that. He's like, thank you for trusting me with this information. <laughs> yes. Um, obviously, there have been an awful lot <laughs> of, um, of clues prior to that to any, um, discerning reporter, um, you know, like, hmm, how does, I mean, just like all the general things you would get from hanging out with Clark Kent for so often, like, boy, how does, like, Clark hear all that stuff, and how does Clark always know when there's trouble, and, like, you know, why, uh, why have we never seen Clark and Superman in the same room together, um... And How then, come we have all these, like, days where Clark calls out sick and has to leave the office very badly, and we all just thought he had IBS, but then every single time Superman was on the news? Yeah, it's pretty weird. Um, and then, you know, a lot of other stuff that, like, Perry had, like, more access to than most people, like, you know, the kinds of, like, stories that, like, Clark was writing and like the kind of stuff he had access to um and uh there's like at least like one i'm not sure when it happens but like there's been like at least one point cited where like perry found like a superman like suit in like a supply closet at the daily planet which clark clean up your shit come on (laughs) um I don't know, maybe he got, like, kidnapped or something. Um, he got disintegrated. <laughs> he got disintegrated. Right there in that hall closet. We miss him. We miss him very much. I'm sure he'll be back soon. He'll figure it out. Um, there's also, I saw this cited, like, a couple of different times. Um, when I was, like, trying to figure out if this was ever, like, textually, like, canon at any point before the big Superman Bendis reveal. Um, and I did see several people citing a scene from uh, Batman Hush, which I do remember because I love Hush, where uh, Batman's like, Perry acts like he doesn't know what Superman's secret identity is, but I think he's too good a reporter not to know, basically. Um, which is coming from Batman, an extremely paranoid person. Um, but is also coming from Batman, genuinely a pretty good, like, pretty good at kind of getting a bead on people, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think, I, I think I kind of like it better if Perry at least suspects it but isn't going to say anything about it. Um, I th- I think, um, I think that's fun. And also, I think it was, like, like, around the same time when, like, Clark told Perry, he also went to tell Jimmy, um, and Jimmy revealed that he did, in fact, know the whole time, which I, I think he should. So, I do think it's kind of, like, a fun, like, a fun element if, like, Lois, Perry, and Jimmy all know, but none of them are talking to each other about it. Um, I think that's nice. And I, like, I think it's, I don't know, I think, like, on the one hand, like, I think it's, 
it's good if Perry is, like, supportive of Superman, like, not because he's personally attached to Superman, but because he thinks Superman is, you know, doing the right thing. Um, but also, I think it's nice if, uh, you know, Perry sees Superman doing the right thing, and he's like, oh, that's my boy. <laughs> Gotta protect my boy. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, I, I think it's nice. I like, I think the whole Daily Planet staff is just kind of nice. I just like, like, I like that they're all friends with and supportive of Clark, but I also just love seeing them interact with each other. Um, like, I also like seeing Perry interact with Jimmy a lot in that kind of, like, you know, berating him for being a dipshit way, but then he's like, nobody else is allowed to call this dipshit, this kid a dipshit but me. <laughs> Die. Um, I think, I think it's, I think it's all kind of sweet. Yeah, Perry's, um, Perry's very good. Also, loved that Lawrence Fishburne played him in the Snyderverse. I hate that Lawrence Fishburne as Perry White, um, was spent on the Snyderverse movies. Um, movies I am not terribly interested in. <laughs> really, just the, the monkey's paw. Um... Did you have anything else? I saw you post a couple of comics panels earlier. Well, uh, uh, um, there's a new webtoon, um, which is the Red Hood and the Outlaws one, and it's good. You should read it. (laughs) I gotta read it. I didn't know it was out already. I'm a fool. It's fun. Um... Jason's there, obviously, uh, and just very much, I love, I love former, like, it starts off, you know, very much like, this is where he came from as a, as a Mm -hmm, Robin, mm -hmm. but then it's like, this is where he is now, Dinosaur Island, doing a job (laughs) for money, (laughs) and it's like, Jason, what do you need money for? Well, I mean, he's not, he's not gonna ask his dad for money. That'd be embarrassing. He could- But also- He could scam Dick into getting some money from Bruce and then giving that to him. I know he could. Dick would absolutely do it. Um, also it is established, I mean, I don't think this shares continuity with the Batfam webtoon, but we do see in the Batfam webtoon that, um, Jason does regularly steal from Bruce despite, like, being on friendly terms with him and, like, living in the house and stuff. <laughs> he just still goes out and steals Bruce's stuff, which... Why not? You know what? Power to him. Oh, um, It is good, though. Anyways, I, I didn't realize also, because you posted the panels... You posted panels of John, and I was like, is there a John webtoon? No, it's, it's the... It's the... That's the Red Hood and the Outlaws. He's there. He's there, and he's eating chocos, because I guess they can't legally say Oreos. It's fun, because they also, they're like, the person that he's eating the Oreos with is like, they're, these are just, they're store brand. Like, why, why, why are you, you took me to this diner to order store brand Oreos. I love it. <gasps> oh my it. god. John, I love you! Oh my, good, good. This is great. I love this. Um, 
I hope John gets to like stick around past this story arc. I think it would be very fun if, yeah, Red Hood and the Outlaws, and also John Johns, Red Hood, the Outlaws, and the Martian Manhunter. Yes. Oh, delightful. Did you read any Um, comics? I don't think I did. I think I. I think I burned myself out last week, powering through all of Knights of X at one. Oh, X of Swords, right? Yeah. Yes. Hey, there's still there's still a lot of X Men titles, and I am still gonna get a lot of them confused. Um, I um yeah. So that that was uh that was pretty potent. Um, I did. I can't. I don't think we talked about it. Um. Even though I was very excited. Um, DC announced that they're um, doing an Amanda Waller kind of year one type miniseries that is called... Oh, no, I forget what it's called. It's not called Amanda Waller year one. It is called Waller vs. Wildstorm. Um... And, uh, it is, uh, focusing on a, um, a bunch of the, uh, obviously Wildstorm characters. Because they also announced, I think, that they're doing, like, a Wildcats reboot, um, written by, uh, Spencer Ackerman, um, who is, like, an actual, like, uh like, national security, like, international affairs, like, journalist. Wow. Yeah. Um, as well as, uh, Evan Narcisse, who has written, um, a bunch of other comic books, including, uh, like, Black Panther and Spider-Man. Um, and it is, like, focusing on, I mean, on, like, Amanda Waller, kind of, like, coming to power, about checkmate, about, you know, like, kind of, like, intelligence and, like, international, like, espionage type stuff. Um, Lois Lane is going to play a major role. Um, and, uh, Adeline Kane, um, sometimes wife of, of Slade Wilson, uh, woman who shot Slade Wilson's eye out, for uh almost letting their son get killed. Um Girl Boss who I completely unabashedly adore um is uh going to play a very major role in it. There's like a lot of elements listed in this kind of in the solicit for like a four issue miniseries. Um so apparently this is gonna be very packed. Um and I don't know a lot about Stormwatch, so I'm a little bit concerned about being lost on that front, but I'm making up for it with how totally stoked I am about Amanda Waller uh, content. Um, So that's a thing I'm excited about. Um, Also, Megan the Stallion is going to be in She-Hulk. That was announced today. Um, Good for her. 
I I don't they didn't say who she was going to be. Um She's I gonna saw, be Megan the Stallion. She's gonna she, play herself. <laughs> she's gonna show up, um, and she's gonna be like, Hi She Hulk, it's me, Megan the Stallion. Um I did see um somebody saying that she would make a good uh cast for um Harmony Young, uh Luke Cage's like supermodel ex-girlfriend. Um, which would be very cool, but I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm really excited to see her. Um, that's, yeah, I think that's all I wanted to mention right now. Um, if you want to, uh, you know, keep up with us on the internet, see when we post episodes and things, you can follow us on the line, you can find us uh, on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook, just at Capes and Japes. Um, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, if you want to join our Discord server, um, you're more than welcome to. Uh, we talk about comics, we talk about non-comics things, um, you can post pictures of your pets. We love to see that. Um, feel free to stop on by. Um, we also have a, 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 we have a, a Patreon if you want to support us on there. As we mentioned, it was a patron of the show, Pav, who suggested we do Perry White a very long time ago. Um, and you can also suggest things or get bonus content or watch things with us depending on how you want to subscribe. Um, to the Patreon, if you so choose. Um, if you can't support us on there, but you want to help out the show a different way, you can leave a rating and a review. Um, that's very cool. Uh, if you want to tell a friend about the show, if you think they might want to listen. Um, and finally, just just coming back and joining us, as you have done once again. So thank you so much for being with us today on Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And, as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. Also, please buy my newspaper. (laughs) 